The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What's going on, Rams fans? Welcome back to the Rams Showcase. Coming up tonight, the LA Rams stick to their current roster at the trade deadline. Plus, the Rams are still in the playoff hunt. Will it stay that way? And later, we have reached halftime of the 2020 NFL season. We've got projections and grades next on Rams Showcase. Welcome to Rams Showcase on Sports 4 Radio. What is going on, Rams fans? Welcome back to Rams Showcase right here on Sports 4 Radio. I'm your host, Joe Branham, but you can and should call me Sheriff Joe Bags. Laying down the law for you guys tonight. We do not have a game to break down for you guys, so that's a little bit sad. The game, the gamelessness makes me sad. But you know what? We're here. We're doing the thing. And uh, we're going to showcase the Rams. And uh, we got some uh, some decent stuff to talk about tonight. We are getting into uh, our uh, halftime report, our breakdown here. Uh, this is the last time, the last season, that we can actually give a legitimate halftime report. Otherwise, I would be giving you guys this report in the middle of a game. And we can't do that. We can't be having that. We can't. Do, I'm not just going to break it down and showcase the Rams mid-game at halftime next year. I'm not going to do it. Because I'll be watching the game just like you guys will be, I would hope. Because um, uh, I'm sure most of you guys are watching the Rams games pretty pretty regularly, like myself. So uh, we're going to hop into some news here. Not a whole lot to get into. It's a quiet week. It's the bye week. I'm not going to take up too much of your guys' time tonight or whenever you guys are listening to me today. Uh, if it's Saturday or whatever. Um, I don't know when you're, when you're hearing me. But I'm right now in this world. It is Wednesday. About 6.30 Colorado time at the moment. Uh, so whenever you guys are listening to me, uh, rest assured that this is when I'm recording. So if there's some cool news to be uh, talked about, I just don't have it yet, okay? So cut me some slack. But uh, we do have a couple of things to talk about. And like I said, we're going into the, the first half uh, kind of analysis here. And then we'll be breaking down and giving projections as well. What we're on pace for, uh, where, where these guys are at right now, which is pretty good stuff. So let's hop right into it. Let's knock out this news first. And we'll start with uh, the Rams not making a move at the trade deadline. This does not surprise me. I was not surprised by this one bit. I was actually anticipating that this would not happen, that the Rams would not be making a move at the trade deadline. Uh, Turned out, most Rams fans were not on the same train as me and were really expecting a move to be made. I'm just not sure what move would have been made. I'm I'm really curious, and, and please tell me. I'm not trying to call anybody out. I'm not trying to be a jerk or anything like that. But let me know what trade did you guys think was going to happen or what trade did you want to happen uh, ahead of the deadline that, that just didn't happen to happen? Because, of course, uh, like I said, I'm doing this on Wednesday. So yesterday was the trade deadline. I was not anticipating any moves. And to see that the trade deadline came and went and the Rams sticking with their current roster, that didn't shock me in the least. Uh, but I know that uh, that is not the case for everybody. So please let me know, though. Uh, we'll we'll. Wherever you're at, wherever you're listening to me, drop a comment. We'll have a conversation about it. I'm definitely not trying to call anybody out and be like, oh, you're wrong. You know, ha, we didn't do it. Sucks to be you. I'm not trying to do anything like that. I always want to have conversations about it. I love talking about the Rams, and I'll do it as much as I can. That's why I even have this show, because I just love talking about the Rams so much. 
but I'm really not surprised. Uh, another aspect of this is, uh, with this season specifically, we kind of knew that some people were going to get cut at this time, and teams are going to start to move on from guys. So we've already started seeing that, and I've seen some Rams fans already come out and say, like, hey, this this guy's available. We should go after him. Uh, and and I, I, I kind of see it. You know, there's a couple of linebackers out there, Vic Beasley, Michael Kendricks, you know, some guys that could maybe help us out a little bit, but I don't know. I'm not 100% sold that one of these guys is going to make the difference, especially because they're linebackers. And I realized that, that uh, the whole offseason, the whole conversation was that the Rams were weak at linebacker. Well, the season's been going on now. About half of it has gone by. Exactly half for the Rams has gone by. And defense is just not the problem at all. The defense has been playing great. I've got numbers for you guys. We'll get into that uh, a little bit later. Uh, defense is not the problem. So I don't think that a game change, like that, I don't think that bringing in a Vic Beasley or a Michael Kendricks now makes the Rams Super Bowl contenders. I think that the, the way that the Rams defense is right now, I think we're already in that kind of conversation as far as the defense goes. That's not the problem spot. The problem spot is obviously on the offensive side of the football. We saw it against the Miami Dolphins. We saw it against the Buffalo Bills. That's where it's starting right now. And we still are explosive on that side of the football. Uh, but right now, it's just not 100% coming together. And we seem just a little bit inconsistent, I would say. That's, I, that, I think, is the perfect word uh, for what is happening right now to the to the Rams offense. It's just a little bit of inconsistency. Let's move on here. Uh, Kai Forbath had a very bad miss against the Miami Dolphins. And I'm sure you guys watched this. I'm sure you guys all hated it, just like I did. Uh, but sorry, my cat is like freaking out over here. I'm not, I can't, I'm sure you guys can't hear anything, but, um, yeah, going nuts over here. So I, that's why I keep looking this way. Uh, anyway, not important. Uh, but, uh, two of his kicks though, those two were better than all of Sloman's makes combined. All right. When that, that ball, that first one came off the foot, it was like, all right, we got a kicker finally. Like we have somebody who I'm not super nervous to watch him kick a football anymore. And uh, that was that was relieving, but at the same time had that very bad miss. So my whole point on this is my guess would be that McGinnis, he's going to make an appearance sometime soon. I think it's going to happen sooner rather than later. I know it's not Liram Hirelahu. A lot of us uh, fans wanted to see him uh, kicking footballs for the LA Rams this year. That's not the case, but I'm expecting McGinnis to come in and uh, start start making those kicks. And I think that he's going to take over that roster spot for Kobe Kai Forbath. Uh, in the next couple of weeks. I wouldn't be surprised to see it happen against the Seattle Seahawks, which is the Rams' next game. Uh, we could see it after that. Uh, what is the Rams' next game after that one? Let me see here. I didn't write it down. I, I try not to go too far in my own brain, you know. Uh, so, oh yeah, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, that's right. Uh, so, uh, we might see it then, but I do expect that to, to be happening. I think that that's, that's on the horizon. I don't think you keep a kicker on your practice squad unless you're kind of anticipating you might need him. And with a miss that bad, like uh, Cobra Kai Forbath had, uh, it's it's got to at least be a conversation. You know, uh, this Samuel Sloman project did not work out. I wouldn't anticipate him even being on another NFL team, considering how he did. Uh, honestly, and that's not to try to just take a shot at him and make fun of him or anything like that. He just didn't do a very good job. And I don't think if, if you're in the NFL that uh, that kind of performance is going to get you hired anywhere. Uh, so look for uh, McGinnis to be making uh, making his debut, putting that boot into the football through the uprights. Let's see if that can happen, uh, which would, I mean, that's obviously, that's his, that's the most important part of being a kicker is being able to kick the field goals. Uh, so uh, let's also take, let's talk about the playoffs, all right? 
So if the season were to end today, the Rams would be the seventh seed in the NFC playoffs playing at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The the Tom Brady-led Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We will talk a whole lot about them coming up in the next few weeks here, though. Uh, that Monday night football game that uh, the Rams play in Tampa Bay. That should be a really good game. Um, it, the, they're, they're mortal. They're mortal. Uh, I think we have a shot at this one. But that would be the matchup right now. Uh, for the first playoff game, the Rams do own the tiebreaker over the Bears. Both have both teams have the same record, five and three. But the Rams, of course, beat the Chicago Bears on Monday Night Football, uh, so they have the tiebreaker for that last playoff spot. San Francisco is at that ninth spot at four and four, but just lost their quarterback. We'll see what happens. Jimmy G's gone though, and I think that they're going to move on from him. Uh, we'll talk about that more when we get to the Niners game later on this season. Uh, I think that uh, we. We could be coming up on the very end of Jimmy G in San Fran. I really think that that's a very real possibility, but we'll talk about that later. This is a this is Rams bye week. We don't need to talk about everybody else right now, um, but let's see. So uh, of the, the Rams remaining eight games, five of those games are against teams who are currently scheduled to be in the playoffs. If the season were to end today, they would be playoff teams. Uh, the others that are not playoff teams right now, we got the San Francisco 49ers. In week 12, they're sitting just outside of the playoffs at that nine seed. Uh, the the New England Patriots in week 14, I think they're, uh, what is that one? I think I pulled it up here. Let's see where they're at. They are the 13 seed at two and five out of the AFC. And then, of course, we got the New York Jets, who are 0 and 8 uh, and the last team in the AFC. So sitting at the 16 spot. And uh, probably, if I just had to guess, Probably sitting in that number one pick spot when it comes April time or whenever the draft is going to be. I don't know if anything is going to change. I don't know if the world is too chaotic to have the draft in April or something. I don't know. I'm trying. I don't pay that much attention. I don't even know if I. it's Wednesday right now. It's 640 Colorado time. It. <laughs> I don't know who is even leading in the presidential thing. I had. And that's my word for it. The presidential thing. I don't know. I don't follow that stuff. I vote for Pro Bowl. <laughs> I don't watch the Pro Bowl, but I vote for it. Um, you know, if maybe if I'm ever famous enough or cool enough, uh, they'll let me vote for Hall of Fames or something. That's what I would vote for. But I don't pay attention to any of that other stuff. That's just, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's just the way it is. Anyway, New York Jets, though, that's uh, that's gonna that should be, I mean, on paper, it's an easy win. We'll see what happens, though. Uh, but New York Jets looks like they might be in the Trevor Lawrence pool uh, coming up in April. So, uh, oh, that's what I was talking about. I kind of I lost my train of thought there. That's that's why I don't know what's going on with the the virus stuff. I just I don't pay uh, enough attention. I see like seven people in my life. I just go to work and I come home really. So um, I'm not. I I don't know. I just don't pay that much attention. Uh, let's see here. Let's get into this halftime report. All right. So uh, we're halfway through the season, uh, which honestly completely rips apart my soul. I can't believe that we're already halfway through it. I mean, we we waited all this time. And now we're already almost done. What a bag of bombers, man. Like this, I, it just goes too fast. It always goes too fast. It's always too quick. I always just want it to just last forever. And it just doesn't. And last year was mildly unforgettable, especially coming off the 2018 season. That was one of the better seasons the Rams have ever had in their history. Uh, so it's just, it's just a, a little bit of a bummer right now. We're already halfway through the season, but you know what that means? We still have the season to go. So we we will talk about this uh, the second half of the season because 
this is the we're getting into the thick of it, all right? So the Rams have had a pretty easy schedule to this point and are sitting at five and three. That means they're on pace for ten and six. And if you can go ten and six, that's obviously not bad. If you can win double digit games, you're doing fine. All right. I know that you can technically miss the playoffs if you get double digit wins still. Uh, it happened to the Patriots not that long ago. What was it, two thousand six? I don't know, it's been a while actually. Um, but maybe it was it doesn't it doesn't matter. Anyway, um so I mean ten and six is what we're on pace for right now. Uh, with seven teams being able to get in from each conference, I feel pretty good if the Rams can go 10 and six, uh, that, that they would at least make it to the playoffs. And the reason that I'm okay with that, uh, because a, I don't have a choice. I don't play for the team. So it, well, my opinions don't actually matter in the grand scheme of things, but, uh, why I'm okay with this is because the Rams defense is playing absolutely amazing right now. Uh, and I, I, I'll, I'll say it all in here. I'll give you guys a bunch of numbers, but Offense wins games, defense wins championships, and this year specifically is a war of attrition. We just need to make it through to that point. If we can get into the playoffs, it is anybody's game this year. So I, I'm I'm excited, and I, I think that this team is capable of doing some pretty cool stuff. I'll be honest. I think this team is absolutely capable of doing some pretty awesome things this year. So, And it is because of that defense. The defense is playing great, and I... I I've I've seen a couple of things of like like I like I mentioned earlier about the linebackers like people wanting these these other linebackers stuff. I don't think that that's necessarily something we need to mess with. Uh, but the Rams are in third place in the NFC West right now. That's very unfortunate, sitting at five and three in third place of uh, your division. But hey, strong division and four and four is last place. So we're sitting right at the cusp there. We need to make sure we win some ball games and uh, create that pad there. Uh, so let's see. Uh, the Rams have been ultimately inconsistent and have shown reasons to be concerned about the rest of the year, but also they've put together some amazing defensive performances that are absolute shut down. All right, shut down. You think Tua won that football game? Absolutely not. Tua did not win that football game. All right, that defense won that football game for the Miami Dolphins. You got to give them credit, but also I don't, I, it's, well, Sean McVay should have done a much better job. Okay, you're going against a terrible run run defense and you let Jared Goff throw the ball 61 times. What are you doing out here, man? I realize that we got down, you know, 21-7, so you're, you get a little scared or whatever. That's the second quarter. We got plenty of time to run the football, especially when we're getting like six, seven yards of pop. Come on now, man. That's just, I mean, that watching that game, it was like, what are we doing? What are we doing right now? And it's uh, the whole thing of the, the, the Flores was doing that whole Patriots thing, uh, the Rams-Patriots uh, Super Bowl, uh, that defensive scheme that the Patriots came into it with. That's exactly what we saw from Flores and that Miami Dolphins defense. And it was like, why can we not adjust to this? Come on, let's run the football. And it just didn't happen. So that's kind of besides the point. But either way, the defense played great. Playing absolutely great. Held two to what, 93 yards? I mean, first game for a rookie. But still, under 100 passing yards for a rookie quarterback or for a quarterback in the NFL, that's a, that's a great defensive day. Offense wins games. Defense wins championships, like I said before. And the Rams absolutely have a top-tier defense right now coming into this season, so uh, or halfway through the season. Rams are outscoring their opponents so far this year, 193 to 152, but are outscoring their opponents 100 to 33 in the second half of games. Second half Rams are a damn good football team. A damn good football team, second half Rams, all right? Um, playing great, honestly. Uh, I mean, I, 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 was, I said it to uh, the Dolphins fans at the bar this last weekend, it's like, y'all are not scoring in the second half. They're like, there's no way that you guys are scoring in the second half. It's like the, the offense is going to stop those turnovers. They're going to adjust to that. They're going to kind of play a little bit more conservative. But the defense isn't giving up anything. You guys are not scoring in the second half. And it didn't happen. 
So, I mean, but, but it, 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 it shouldn't shock anybody. The Rams defense have been playing great in the second half. Absolutely amazing. Only 33 points given up by this Rams team in the second half. One of those was a defensive touchdown. So we're in the 20s. All right. Which is, which puts us, what, what's the math on that? Somewhere within like the five to six point range for the entire half per game is what the, the Rams are averaging given up right now. Rams second half defense is out of their minds. In yards per play, the Rams are uh, outdoing their opponent on that by a full yard plus 5.8 to 4.7. So that's looking amazing. Uh, let's look at some team rankings. Uh, the Rams are fourth in offensive plays and third in time of possession. So still getting it done. And it's almost like these stats don't align with the Rams record. And I really think that's that's because uh, you'll see that if you looked at the box scores, I had this question to me come in a bunch of times via text message, uh, SMS text messaging that uh, I, people like, how did this how did this score happen? And they're like, I'm looking at these numbers here, man, and none of it makes sense to me. And it's turnovers. I mean, turnovers are a big one. Uh, but the Rams outplayed the Miami Dolphins, and you're not going to convince me otherwise. It was just a couple of untimely uh, turnovers and setting them up to score. I mean, giving up defensive scores and then giving them the ball at what the one on a on a turnover. That's what loses you football games, and it's what puts points on the board. There's one stat that matters, and it's the points on the board. You can, but the Rams outplayed the Dolphins, and it's just really unfortunate to see it go that way. But you got to stop those turnovers. That's that's just the way it is. So uh, my whole point on that is a lot of these numbers they're not indicative of the of the record. The the Rams record is not indicative of the of the the stats. I should say. I think I got that a little bit backwards. So uh, according to the stats, I mean the Rams should be looking at like seven and one right now. But that's that's not the case. But we got some good teams coming up. I think that this team can really turn it around. I don't think that the Rams will necessarily end the season with a ten and six record. I think it could be higher. And I'm, I think that the Rams will pull off. Uh, I, I think that they can pull off to get to, uh, to 11 wins. I think that that's what's going to happen with where we're at right now, with what we've seen right now. I'm going to put the, I'll put the Rams at 11 and five at the end of the season. We'll see what happens. Let's take a look at uh, passing yards. Uh, the Rams are sixth in the league, uh, passing touchdowns, 13th in the league with 13 of them. Uh, rushing yards. The Rams are fifth in the NFL touchdowns on the ground. The Rams are third in the NFL with 11 Let's take a look at the defensive side. Seventh in points and yards allowed. Sixth against the pass. Third in passing touchdowns given up with nine. Eighth against the run. Third in sacks. Eighth in turnovers. Top 10 all up and down this bad boy right here. The only one that I've stated right here that the Rams are not top 10 in is passing touchdowns. But that's okay because they're third in rushing touchdowns. So we're getting getting it down there and then pounding that rock in. So that, that'll take it. Uh, the weakness on defense, though. Uh, it's forcing interceptions. The Rams are not necessarily forcing out many interceptions. It's a scheme thing. Uh, if you watch the games, Brandon Staley, he kind of likes to keep his DBs back. Keep everything in front of you. Let the play happen. Attack it. And so uh, because of that style, it's it's a little bit more difficult to get interceptions. You're not necessarily mixing it all up, and you're not kind of getting in those throwing lanes as much. You're kind of just forcing them to throw it short and then coming up and attacking. That's just kind of the way Staley's been rocking it this year. Uh, so uh, the the chances just aren't always there. Let's take a look at some some player stats. And uh, this is, let's see here. We're also going to give grades. I forgot. <laughs> we're good. we're doing grades as well. Uh, so Jared Goff. Let's start on the passing side uh, on the offense here. So Jared Goff. He's got a ninety four point six quarterback passer rating right now. Two thousand one hundred forty five yards, thirteen touchdowns, six picks. You can see on your screen at the moment exactly what he's on pace for. I don't think that he's necessarily lighting it up, though. I give Jared Goff, 
I, I'm gonna give him a C plus. And this is not. I don't think that that's too harsh on, on Jared Goff. I think that's actually right in line because I don't think he's into that B range yet because he's not just straight taking over games. And that's something that we need from Jared Goff. That's something that in the NFC Championship game in the 2018 season against the New Orleans Saints going into overtime, that's something we saw from him. So we know he's capable of doing it. We just have yet to see it this season where he's like, you know what? I'm not losing this game. We've seen it from other guys. We've seen it from guys like Aaron Donald. It has not happened yet from Jared Goff. Jared Goff looks like he's kind of fallen into himself a little bit, not in a necessarily bad way, but he's kind of just letting things happen and, you know, he's just not taking control. I'm not just trying to take a shot at Jared Goff. I think he's doing a fine job uh, and I don't put that loss on him against the Miami Dolphins, by the way. There was no reason for him to be throwing the football 61 times against a defense that cannot stop the run. I don't know. I don't get it. Uh, moving on to running, Daryl Henderson has 458 rushing yards, three touchdowns you can see on screen. He is not on pace for 1,000 yards, but he very well could uh, change that uh, in these upcoming games. He could uh, get some more carries and uh, bump that number up a little bit and get into that 1K range. Uh, I'm giving Daryl Henderson a B plus, and um, a, a large part of this is because I don't think any of us necessarily anticipated how... I, I don't think we anticipated, at least I did not, maybe you guys did, I did not anticipate Daryl Henderson being this heavily heavily involved in the offense. I thought it was going to be Malcolm Brown, Cam Akers. I really did. So Daryl Henderson coming in, I'm giving him a B plus. Kid's playing great. Malcolm Brown has 314 rushing yards, three touchdowns. He's on pace for 628 and six touchdowns. I'm giving Brown a B minus. I know that he hasn't necessarily played as much as I anticipated, uh, but when he's on the field, he does a fine job. I just think Hendo... I mean, he's got the hot hand. Hendo is getting getting it done right now, and so we got to just keep going with that. Malcolm Brown's not playing poorly, and uh, he was one guy that I thought that the Rams could potentially use as a trade to get to get him out of here. Not in like a way that we don't need him or don't want him or anything like that, uh, but the value, I think, was there, uh, that the Rams could have gotten something for it. Someone's at my door right now. I'm not going to answer it. Uh, Cooper Cup, the wide receiver, has 48 receptions, 527 yards, two touchdowns. You can see on screen he is on pace for almost 100 catches and over 1,000 yards, four touchdowns. I'm giving Cooper Cup a B. Uh, this is simply because he is playing good. He he's playing he's playing pretty solid. But the last like two games, what's up with his drops? I I'm kind of concerned about this. I don't know if something else is going on uh, with Cooper Cup. But his hands have kind of fallen off a little bit. So um, we'll see kind of how the rest of the year goes. But I couldn't go necessarily higher than a B because because of those drops. I, I, that's, that is a concern for me. I, this is not something that we've seen from him and it has been a problem in the past. I know he had that, uh, that, that drop in the end zone his rookie season against the Seahawks that would have won the Rams the game. Uh, but that was a that would have been a really tough catch. So like that's the only one that really sticks out to me as far as Cooper Cup drops. But this year... Uh, we've seen it a decent amount in the last uh, few weeks or so. So, I mean, that is that is a concern. Uh, Robert Woods catching footballs. He's caught 37 of them, 436 yards, four touchdowns. He's on pace for a pretty Robert Woodsy stat line. I'll be honest. Like 74, 8, 72, and eight touchdowns. I think that's a very Robert Woods stat line. Uh, I'm looking at a B- minus for Bobby Trees. Um, he's not playing amazing, but he's not playing poorly. Uh, I just think that this is kind of just where he's at right now. He's just kind of... Uh, existing in the Rams offense, but no one on the offense is necessarily lighting it up in like any crazy ways. So uh, B minus for Bobby because he's not doing poorly, but he's just not, he's not coming in and crushing souls. You know what I mean? Like that's, 
That's just where I'm at with it. Tight end, Tyler Higby has 20 catches for 236, three touchdowns. He's on pace for a, a pretty solid season. Uh, I kind of expected a little bit more from, from Higby this year. Uh, three touchdowns, those all came in one game, so he is on pace for six, but I mean, is he though? I don't know. I, I It's hard for me to say that he's on pace for six, even though that's literally what the math says, uh, but considering that, you know, he just... He, they were in one game, so he's gone seven games without a touchdown. Uh, he all, obviously he hasn't played in every game. Uh, he did miss that one, but uh, I think I, I think Tyler Higby's sitting at a C, and that's because I think I just anticipated a little bit more from him, especially the way he ended last season, those last four games of the 2019 season. Kid was playing awesome, and uh, we're just not seeing it this year uh, necessarily. I think he's playing well. He's not playing poorly, uh, but we're not seeing what I was hoping to see. Like I was hoping for to to really see Higby take that next step and just become like a dominant tight end. Twenty catches, two thirty six, three touchdowns. I mean, he's playing fine. Uh, he didn't take that next that jump like I wanted him to. Uh, so that's unfortunate. You know, Everett though, he's playing fine as well. I think Higby's still better. I think if the Rams were to choose one of the two to keep going forward with after this season, I think they still go with Higby. Let's go to the defensive side of the football now. We'll start with Aaron Donald. He's got nine sacks, 26 tackles, three forced fumbles, which is amazing. One fumble recovery. So uh, pretty simple math there all the way through. Uh, he's on pace for 18 sacks, which would be a really strong season. Uh, he could get more. He could get less. We'll see what happens. Uh, but he could absolutely just have a couple games where he just gets, you know, three, four, three. You know, like it, that can happen. Aaron Donald's absolutely capable of that. And we still got the Seahawks two times. So uh, we all know. If you guys have been Rams fans for a little bit of time now, uh, we know Aaron Donald, he's got Russ's number. I think that uh, Kyler Murray, he's, first of all, that sack that Aaron Donald had on on Kyler last year, it seemed too simple. <laughs> it was, and, I, and I realize that Aaron Donald's an athletic freak and Kyler Murray is like the size of like, you know, just a, uh, he's just a little guy. But, but still, I mean, it was pretty gnarly stuff. I mean, he went down really easy. Uh, let's see, Jalen Ramsey's got 21 tackles, three passes defended, and uh, one interception. Uh, he is on pace for the two picks. Uh, really, what's happening here is people are just avoiding Jalen Ramsey, which I agree with. The one thing I don't agree with is blitzing Jalen Ramsey on third down. If we could stop seeing that, I would be a much happier person watching this defense. That is like my one gripe. My biggest gripe on this defensive side of the football is blitzing Jalen Ramsey on third down. Why would you do that? Why would you do that? You have a shutdown corner who can take away a side of the football field. Keep them out there. Keep that side shut down. I don't understand what's so difficult about that, and it's not necessarily paying off for the Rams. It's not like blitzing Jalen Ramsey on third down is like the key to getting people off the field. It's it's just not. I mean, it's, it's, it's worked a few times, but I think by just default, I don't think it's necessarily like, oh, Jalen Ramsey's coming. We better just get it out of here. You know what I mean? So, uh... I think that ultimately, though, people are just avoiding Ramsey, and uh, I think that that's a smart move, because <laughs> Jalen Ramsey, he's really good at football. And the uh, last one we'll look at here is going to be cornerback Darius Williams. Uh, he's got 20 tackles, 7 passes defended, 2 picks, so he is, of course, statistically playing better than uh, Jalen Ramsey, but uh, according to the eyeball test, obviously, Jalen Ramsey is playing incredible. He's playing fine. Uh, it's just people are avoiding him, and because of that, you go over to Darius Williams a little bit more often on pace for four picks. I'm giving him an A. I give Jalen Ramsey an A. I'm giving Aaron Donald an A. Anybody on the defense really is getting A's right now because that defense is playing a lugs out, and it's so much fun to watch. Overall team grade, though, uh, we're going to go with a C+. I don't think that this team is playing to their abilities. 
and a, a C plus. We're five and three. I think that's fair. I think that's totally reasonable. Uh, being at five and three, you've won five out of eight games. I think that that's in line. I think that C plus is right there. So the team is playing well, playing well, just inconsistent. The loss to the Dolphins, I think that falls solely on McVay. Uh, the reason it being because you're playing against a bad run defense and you pass the football 61 times. And I don't think there's really any excuse for that. Um, but I think he knows that. I, I think he knows that uh, McVay does does learn and he play and he actually does really, really well after losses and out of buys. So we'll see, uh, you know, what the what the the game plan is from McVay against the Seattle Seahawks coming off that buy. Let's see here. Uh, defense uh, will lead the Rams into the postseason. I 100% believe that. I believe that in my heart of hearts. Uh, and at that point, the healthy teams are going to win. It's not necessarily just about stacking dubs right now. It's about making sure you get into the playoffs and then protecting your offense for that run. Making sure we have a Jared Goff and not John Wolford playing in the playoffs. Making sure Daryl Henderson, Malcolm Brown, and Cam Akers are all ready to roll. Making sure Tyler Higbee and Gerald Everett are available. Making sure our wide receivers are there. Making sure uh, guys on our defense that are huge impact players, Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald, John Johnson, Darius Williams, Micah Kaiser, like these guys are healthy in that in those games. I think this is the war of attrition. We've all heard it a plenty of times this year more so than others. This year, you need to be healthy. That's just the way it is. If the Rams can make it to the playoffs, which I think they can with this defense, I, I think that it's anybody's game. And if the Rams can stay healthy like they've been able to so far, I'll knock on some wood here, um, then I then I don't see any reason that this, Ram, this Rams team cannot make a deep playoff run and potentially fight for the Super Bowl. Unless the Super Bowl is not the goal, which, I mean, would it ever not be? I don't understand. But uh, the Rams' third quarter of the season uh, at home against the Seahawks, at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, at or uh, at home against the 49ers, and then at Arizona. These are four tough games. Well, the Rams have played some very close games against uh, Seattle uh, in the last um, the last decade or so, like since about 2010. And uh, because of that, I just I just think that this uh, the, these games are winnable games uh, for the Rams. Uh, you know, Tampa Bay also looks pretty mortal. The Giants gave us some really good tape on what to do against uh, the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and that Tom Brady offense. Uh, the Niners will not have Jimmy G and Jimmy G and the Jimmy G and and Shanahan. That combo has yet to lose to the Rams. So maybe if we can get him out of there, you know, maybe that can be a dub for the for the Rams. And then Arizona, I mean, they have a pretty rough defense. So I think that the Rams could absolutely do some stuff on that one. And then I don't think Kyler Murray can necessarily just handle our defense. I think that he might have, I mean, he's going to have some plays, of course. Uh, he's a good player, but ultimately I think our defense is uh, is is too good for that, for that team. So all will be tough games, but uh, they're all also very winnable games. So we'll just have to wait and see what happens, I guess which is what we're always doing, just waiting and seeing what happens, because uh, that's what we as fans can do, especially this year where we can't do anything. We can't go and stuff. We can't just, I don't know. It's just a, this, this year is just a whole bummer, just a whole bummer every year, and uh, there's nothing we can do about it. Uh, that is going to do it for me, though. I'm going to wrap it up uh, and get on out of here. This show went a little bit longer than I anticipated. I'll be completely real with you guys. Maybe I just went a little too long, but uh, hey, 
it happens. And um, I hope you guys enjoyed it anyway. But uh, that is going to do it for me. Make sure you guys follow the Ram Showcase on all your favorite social media. That would be at Ram Showcase on Instagram and Twitter. Facebook.com slash Ram Showcase. You can follow me as well at Sheriff Joe Bags on Instagram and Twitter. Facebook.com slash Sheriff Joe Bags. You can also be my friend on Facebook if you want. Just don't be a weirdo. All right. And also don't check my own personal Facebook messenger like ever. So just don't just don't do it. You're just going to waste your time. I'm not even gonna, I usually don't even read them. I don't even see them. My notifications are off. I don't even do it. So don't do it. But you can send me messages on the Ram Showcase page uh, or on Twitter. If you guys got fan quesos, drop them wherever you're listening. I'll see them, and I will add them to the next episode. Next week, we'll be going into uh, the preview of the Rams' first game against the Seattle Seahawks this year. And uh, Seattle Seahawks are looking pretty good this year, so it should be a tough one, should be a good one. I think this Rams team could be up to it, especially coming off of a loss the way that they lost to the Miami Dolphins. I think this is where we get serious and start playing some real football which is exactly what we need right now. Um, But that is going to do it for me. I am Sheriff Joe Bags. This has been Ram Showcase on Sports War Radio. For those of you who aren't Rams fans, our thoughts and prayers are with you. For those of you that are Rams fans, thank you guys so much for listening, and you guys have a great night. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit MDGamblingHelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.